everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones. We got another full good week for you. We got the MLB All-Star break to talk about. We got Conor McGregor's leg getting busted up. We got the NBA Finals. Colin Sexton's going to be on the move. And we're going to kick it off with the thing everybody loves the most, the Home Run Derby. I know I love it the most. I think I'll speak for everyone there. I love the, the kids hanging out with their... Tonight dingers the kids hanging out with their dads just out on the field all rocking the uniforms it's a cool cool night i mean there's not there's not many nights uh cooler than the home run derby in my opinion still and we got a derby the one time it was in new york i was i was in college yeah the one time it was in fenway i was three so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Teddy fucking baseball was there <laughs> yeah literally yeah um but I mean, we got a stacked, stacked field tonight too. We got Otani, uh, Pete Alonso, Trevor Story, Trey Mancini, Salvador Perez, Matt Olson, Joey Gallo, and Juan Soto. Uh, no and surprise. Salvador Perez somehow. Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of weird. And he doesn't even have the worst odds. Trey Mancini does. Wait, Salvador Perez is having a monster year. I know, but he's just like not like a. He's not a flashy player. Yeah, you don't, well, he's a you catcher. Don't, you don't think bombs, you know. Well, he he's hit he's hit twenty. I, I want to say twenty three, twenty one bombs this year. No, so I he's know, on pace for forty some. Like it's you know. Well, he it's, yeah. It's all about the home run derby. Is all about like name. I feel like it's all about names and like perception and you know. He's also it's, fat. It's, it's a box it's like office. A, it's a box office event, you know. Yeah, and he's not box office. I mean, I'll tell you who is box office: Shohei Otani. I mean. Maybe the best baseball player in the world right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you could argue otherwise at this yeah. point. <laughs> literally, like he's Pretty literally difficult. He's literally Babe Ruth a hundred years later. It's it's actually yeah. well, I think actually, he's better than Babe Ruth because Babe Ruth. Oh yeah, uh, a lot of Babe his Ruth years play against black guys. I mean, come on, he didn't have to play against Dominican and black guys. That's true. Like that's just the facts right there. He's better than Babe Ruth. Well, no, I wasn't going to go there. I was going to well, say. I mean, it's the truth. I was going to say. The best players in the league are Dominican and Black. Literally half of the of best talent. people. I was just going to go early on in his career with the, um, a lot of his big year, like his big years pitching wise, he wasn't like as prolific a hitter. Like his, his biggest hitting years weren't with his biggest pitching years. Like, yeah. it was, and he only pitched, he only pitched a few, he only pitched like two or three years as a starter, I believe. Yeah, but like he, he, a few he like years. He became a hitter because he wasn't a very good pitcher. Yeah. 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 And I mean, yeah. so in that sense, I mean, you know, he, he is better than Babe Ruth, but you know, yeah. we're not actually saying he's better than Babe Ruth right now. <laughs> right. But I mean, he has the potential to be, but as an all around player, he's better than Babe Ruth. And I mean, yeah, okay. for a for a, yeah for a for a season, obviously, for what he's doing, doing yeah. with both, obviously, yes. in totality, not close. Yes. But um, what is he on pace for? Like sixty four home runs yeah, right now? I think sixty or something six, like that. Sixty. Yeah. We're a little after the. I think sixty two. Yeah, he's got what thirty three. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like I thought it, I thought it was thirty two. I know he's got at least thirty three. Really. I know for a he's fact got, he's got at least 33. Yeah, you're right. He's got 33 total, and he's probably they're probably a few games over five over the halfway point. So I think he'll hit like mid 50s. Yeah, probably 50, safe. 52, 53. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he he's had injury issues. You know, I, yeah. I can't. I won't expect well, him to play if there's. I'm not going to expect him to play 100 percent of the games that are remaining. Yeah. Plus, I, I'm sure I, there'll be games where he pitches where they'll be like they'll take him out of. You know, he won't be hitting or something like that. You know. 
I, uh, I I hate his odds though. I think his odds are. I think it's they're so jacked up. Yeah, well, that's well, the. I think that's the. That's the trick. They're gonna get all these people to take the heavy favorite, lay it down, and then you know someone like uh, like Trey Mancini's gonna go out there and win at plus eight hundred. <laughs> yeah, he's. Pl- I think I have him at plus one seventy five right now. Being I've got plus one twenty five. Oh my god! I think Yikes. I. I don't know if I would take him if he was in plus two fifty. I mean, he doesn't take batting practice even. Like he doesn't take batting practice. So, um, who? Otani. Yeah, Otani hasn't taken batting practice all year. So was he too good for batting practice? I guess he's pitching. I don't. I forgot the reasoning, but I remember reading it. So, you know, the, a home run derby is only batting practice essentially. So, do they um, get to pick their pitchers too? Do they get to pick who yeah. throws to them still? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, isn't uh, his his bullpen catcher throwing to him or something like that? I don't know, even know who's pitching to him, but um, probably should look into that. But I I, I have my favorite. I I, I have my favorite. I, I I like Matt Olson. He's my guy today. I saw some stat about Joey Gallo where he's like, I like Gallo on a some lot too. insane run right now where he's hit you know he's hit like fourteen home runs in the past like and know, I don't I don't really or something I don't like really that. know how much that matters to be honest though like I, it's obviously not a bad thing but I don't I don't really know if being hot because in batting practice like pitchers can hit home runs you know what I mean so um, he's see like I th- with the ballpark the I ballpark's obviously the, the go, go ahead go ahead. The ballpark, it just favors righties. I mean, I lefty, sorry, with the right porch. I know it's 14 feet, but it's it's much shorter in right field. The biggest area is left center. So I think a lot of right-handed hitters are going to have trouble in that left center where it's like 4-10-ish. So I I think this park definitely caters to lefties. So I like guys like Gallo and, and, you know, I mean, it's a 14-foot guys with high launch angle. um, And they have some of the highest launch angle, those guys, those big lefties. Olsen and Gallo, they're my two favorite bets. Only thing is they're on the same side of the bracket, so I'm looking at different ways to do it. Because um, ideally, I'd want to pick one on each side, you know, to have the better a better chance in a way. But you know, they have such high launch, and I, I think I read um, Mancini and is it Soto have two of the lo- lowest launch angles. So that probably doesn't fare well when you're talking about altitude. And we want the ball to carry far, obviously. Um, you know, if you're hitting line drives and lower, you know, the wind and the altitude, I think, come, becomes less of a factor. So I like those big lefties right there. Olsen, Gallo. Even, I mean, even Otani, it's just the odds are terrible. Gallo's 350 I'm, or so. So I, I might yeah. put some on him, too. I'm taking the hometown boy. I'm taking, I'm taking Story. I'm taking Story. The guy hits batting practice in this park, you know, Hundreds of times, I'm taking I'm taking the home field advantage in this one here. Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, the home run derby is it's such a you can equate it to the NBA three point contest where every any like obviously you come in with favorites like you know Clay Thompson and Curry and whoever it is every year. There's always one shoot one or two shooters that are above the rest, and you know this year Otani is the Steph Curry of this event, but. Any person in the field can win on any given night. That's the thing. Like there isn't. Yeah. It's not. It, the odds almost 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 don't make sense. You know. I don't. I mean, obviously, you think that one of them are, is a favorite. Like obviously, Otani's having the best year. He's the best home run hitter. But that doesn't always equal like, you know, the best 
who's going to put on the best performance. You know, it's every one of these guys has the ability to just go off and have an unreal night, and that's what I think. That I think that's where there's parallels between this and the three-point contest. It's that it's the same kind of unpredictability um, where it's like, oh well, yeah, he was sixth in the odds, but like, guy's a fucking animal and he hits bombs, so he got a little hot tonight and hits six, sixty-five home runs, like you know. Well, that's it's, what I'm banking on with Trevor Story because he's only hit like 11 home runs all year. So I'm thinking, you know, he he's just kind of saving it up. He figured maybe I'll get into yeah, this I mean, home run derby like somehow. Todd Frazier, when he went off when the All Star game was in Cincinnati, Todd Frazier's not some fucking monster home run hitter. No, but he went on no. he like fucking Babe Ruth and Mark McGuire that night. You know, <laughs> like he was unreal. So I, you know, it's there's so many. I don't even know what the factors at play are, but you know. It, it's it's so unpredictable to me. I don't I don't like the yeah. righties in this competition to be honest though. Uh, I know he's home and he'll what probably have at Cords Field like. I'm looking at it right now. So down um, down left field line it's 347. Then it goes That's out deep. to 405. Well, well, it's well, it's it's because it's it's Coors, but it's you know. Yeah. These are, you know, you're going to take like 10% off at least, you know, an extra 20, yeah. and that would equate. So then it goes out to well, like. Right down uh, the line, that's still pretty deep. Yeah, no, it is. And then it goes out to four, four something, like three, 390. Four, 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 415 three, in center. Yeah, and then it's and then it's 375 in right center. 375 in right center, and then 350, 350 down the line. Um, so the deepest parts are left and right center. Um, so basically when it goes, when we're looking at left, it goes out, it goes more out more. Um, and then compared to right field, it kind of goes more straight and then it, mm-hmm. it kind of just, one of the deepest parts, the actual deepest part is a little bit right of center at 415. Is it straight walls or curved walls? Straight. They're pretty much straight walls. Yeah. So, um, but, okay. and you have right field, you have the porch that's when it goes kind of straight where it's it is 350 but it doesn't go out it goes kind of straight so it is like a 14 foot wall there but um it's really not that deep because it does go straight like right center only being 375 is pretty average if not shallow and you have course field so the 14 feet it's a little bit bigger but i think it's a big advantage for the lefties just because and, and those lefties have golf swings you know what I'm saying? Like all these guys have, they, they're they're going golfing. None of these guys are line drive hitters. So I don't think the porch is going to come into play much at all. That's where I think with the righties it could could come into play with like some of the lower the lower um, launch angle guys where that could be hitting it. You know, four hundred five, four ten, and hitting hitting the wall and not getting out if they're having hitting not as not as high bombs. I don't hate the story pick, obviously, because he's a hometown guy. He's going to be a little more motivated, and he's a, he's a long shot, you know, so you don't got to put a lot of dough on it. So I don't mind it from that. I've been thinking about Pete Alonzo. He won it last year. He's plus 500. I'm a Met fan, obviously. I have some bias, but he put on a show, so I'm thinking it. I, I, I just, to me, it's the two guys, the two lefties, just, I'll probably be wrong, but they really stick out to me. Like, I think Gallo should pretty much be the favorite, honestly, and I think he's... He's very much, um, oh, they're talking about Matt Olson right now, and, and, and people are picking him right now. It's probably not good for me. but um, So that's where Gallo's like three-something, and Olsen at 600. Olsen is, he's kind of goes on the low. He's having his best season. He's bat, He's got 24 home runs, I believe. Oh, the two guys they picked, Matt, they, on ESPN, they just kicked Olsen and Gallo. Christ. 
Uh, I'm stealing from ESPN, <laughs> it looks like now. But um, so I we got our I picks just, in before that. Yeah, let, but, let um, the record show. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm tempted to put money on both of them, but you know, like I said, they're both on the same side of the bracket. So if they both make it past the first round, it fares well for me, obviously, because then I, you know, have guaranteed one of them in the finals. But yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, Gallo's my pick. You're going with Story, the the hometown kid. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I has Otani ever done a home run derby? Like, did he do one in Japan? He doesn't take batting practice, so probably not. What is the I, what's the deal with that? It's like annoying I, to I, me for no reason. I don't know. Is he too good for batting practice? He's literally throwing right now. He's literally throwing in the outfield right now. He's literally throwing right now, and today's the home run derby. I don't know if anyone told him. It, it doesn't sound like it. It doesn't. I. You would have to. I. There's. If Otani wins it, I tip my cap. But like, there's no way I'm putting money on him. No way. No, there's, there's no there's, value at all. There's no value, and I don't I, like like you're saying like with Steph Curry. I think he does have. He has the. Advantage that he's the best shooter by far. Like, is is Otani the best home run hitter? Like, yeah, he's hit the most, but he's not the best home run hitter every year. Like, Steph Curry's the best shooter every year. So it's true. It's true. You know what I mean? Like, he's having a great year, but you know, you don't got to hit him the furthest either. So, but Gallo hits bombs. This guy, I think, if I could bet it on my site, I don't know if you guys can, but if you want to put in a bet for me, Gallo hit longest home run. I love that bet. Yeah, I, I like that bet too. Um, what, Tell me you got those props on your on your uh, devices. We got them on my bookie. I'll, I'll throw the link in the bio to the, the episode. You can bet it right there. All right, because I think uh, I think he hits the longest home run. What about I? I I might pepper a little bit on uh, Trey Mancini to uh, to you know just for the story, you know, because he's the cancer coming back. You know, it could be a Disney I, movie. You know, you don't want. I wanted to as well. I wanted to as give well. A little bit. You know, you never know. Because what is he at? He's at like plus sixteen hundred or something. Is he? Isn't he that high? Plus like eleven hundred. Oh, okay. Oh, I do have that on my book, Sully. Sorry, I was muted. You look, I'm in a work meeting. I muted because I was what, coughing. What? What is it at? Plus two twenty-five. Longest home run, Gallo. Yep. That's not bad at all. Yeah, you're gonna have to put in twenty-five for me. Twenty-five, <laughs> Sully. At least put fifty. I'll put. I'll put in. I'll put in fifty, and we'll split it when we win. Yeah, that 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 that's what I mean. Yeah, that works. Um, what is Otani? Probably minus one ten. Uh, no, they're all plus, but he's like plus like one twenty on that. I think. Okay, I, I this guy. I think he has the most raw power out of anyone right now. Like out of anyone in the game. Like to Dave's point before, like he's he's been on a sick run. He's cranking them. Like yeah. And I've never been a huge fan of him because like he like normally hits like doesn't hit for average and stuff. But I think he's he's batting two thirty nine for him. That's not terrible. He's got twenty four homers, fifty two RBIs, thirteen in the last month, four in the last week, eight in the last two. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, he's definitely that's a good that's a good pick. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about the game tomorrow? We got a interesting starting pitching matchup: Scherzer and Otani. Obviously, I mean they're only going to throw a couple innings, if that. But. Um, I mean, what, what? I mean, the game is always—it's like another one. It's goddamn crapshoot every year. You know, you yeah. never know who. Plus, I feel like there's been so many. Um, just you know, I'm not playing this year, or injuries, or you know, they're like each team's like eight people down on the reserves. 
you know? Yeah, so who the American the uh, National League obviously have the Grom down. Um, in the American League, you have all the Astros out, right? Yep. Well, the, you know, that's probably addition by subtraction, at least for integrity purposes. Oh, yeah, probably if you want to take that. Wait, well, the over I don't have everyone booing you. you the over is only 11? That seems low. That's that seems low. low. For per team. It's, it's in course. Yeah, that's what We're I'm in course. We got the, you know, 30 of the best players in the world at the Are they letting the park. Are they checking for the sticky stuff? Because that they better it, not. I mean, well, maybe they, maybe maybe they're not, and that's why they're. It's low. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying they're obviously not going to check for the sticky stuff. It's a home run. You know what I mean? In my opinion, they won't. I probably have to read up on that. But like, if they're not, that's why it's probably. I mean, if they are, that would mean why why it's at 11. Because like, huge advantage for the pitchers. Like the National League pitchers are are filthy this year. Like you got like Gossman having a sick year. You have Scherzer. You have like a bunch of the. You have Corbin Burns on the Brewers. You have Woodruff on the Brewers. Um, there's a lot of NL pitchers um, just having like career years. Like Gosman has like a 180 RA or something like out of nowhere. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, if they're not using sticky stuff, I mean that. But that over suggests that they they might be not checking. You know, why would they? Why yeah, why would you that? check in the All Star game? I, I know, but like, what is that? What does Vegas know that they're making? We it, don't, right? Yeah, that the over in an All Star game is, you know, I mean, the over in the NBA All Star game is like double what a fucking regular season <laughs> yeah. game is. Yeah, it's like three hundred twenty, <laughs> literally. I forgot Walker, Walker Bueller, uh, Freddie Peralta also on Milwaukee. Did Woodruff not make it? No, Woodruff did make it. So they have all three of their pitchers. The Brewers, they have a better rotation than the Mets. Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, all like 2.1 or lower starters. You have you Darvish. You got Zach Wheeler, like Walker Bueller, like Taiwan, Taiwan Walker, you know, having insane years, a replacement for DeGrom, Hader on the bench, Melanson, Kimbrell. But then in the American League, I feel like the American League has the bats. You know, I feel like, yeah. you know, they got Vladdy Jr., they got, obviously, Otani, Devers, Xander Bogoths, Judge, I mean, Simeon, he's having a sick year, Boba Shenos is on the bench, Tim Anderson, I, I, Olsen's on the bench, Jose Ramirez is on the, I mean, it's just, it's not fair, Gallo's on the bench, JD, Cruz, I, I mean... I was leaning NL because of the pitchers. Like, a lot of the National League guys are like, it's, obviously they have Arenado and Tatis, but they have guys like Castellanos and Winker who are, you know, not as exactly the highest profile of guys compared to Frazier starting as well from Pittsburgh, having a nice year. Um, you know, Mookie, line? Mookie's... The, the American, American League, or National League's are minus 120 or something like that, right? Yeah, That's it's so minus so. 111, minus okay. 111, so... It's still yeah, going on. I was wondering what that streak was at. Yeah, and they've only won. They've only won twice since. Or one, two, three. They've won three times since two thousand. The Jesus NL. Christ. What, so the they, they, the still the, the, they still don't do the. They still don't do the that to get like winner of the All Star game gets home field advantage in the World Series, right? No, they don't do that anymore. They got, they got best rid of record that. now. Okay. Yeah. It's just how best. did you? How did you guys? I didn't like that. Uh, no, I, it's not for me. It's not for me. 
the the new way or the old way? I the old way. I didn't, I didn't like that deciding anything. No, I didn't either because it's so stupid. What, what's the what's the new way again? Best it's record. Best record. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. I, yeah. Okay. That's how it works. I, I I liked the idea of them playing for something, but not that. To me, any time you can further incentivize the importance of the regular season in a professional league, I think yeah. that is the move to go. Because, so especially in the NBA, you know, NFL, you every game is important because there's only fucking, now there's 17 of them, but there's so few of them that every game means something. But like in a game, you know, the NHL, MLB, and NBA, there's so many games that, it just it feels like it's dil- the, every year the regular season gets more and more diluted, and anytime you can make that more important, it's yeah. it's a win in my book because uh, it should be important, you know. And it last year be- it was fine because of the wild cards. We had extra wild cards, so like yeah. everyone was in it. Every, yeah, literally actually- everyone was. The Mets were in it to like the last second last game of the year, and I think they finished like seven eight games under five. Like they finished like well below five hundred. They were in it till the end. So, it, you know, you have less people selling their teams. You have more yeah. people competing. So, you know, I don't think it was, like, maybe sustainable. You don't want everyone, half the teams making it, because I think the playoffs should be a little more selective in baseball and, like, NBA. And um, I agree. I think it's too but, much in I think it's too much in, in the NBA and the NHL. Half the team, I mean, more than half the teams make it in the NBA. Yeah, it's we 30 have. 30 teams, 16 make it. Yeah, so what do we have? We have two wild cards in baseball, right, in each league? Yeah, yes. And there used to be no wild card back in the day, and then there was only one wild card. So yeah. you used to have to win your win, win your division um, yeah. to have a chance. And then they had a, then, then growing up, I think it was one wild card. And now that was in recent- part of the 90, I think that was the 94 stoppage when they didn't have a World Series. Like, I think that collective bargaining agreement added the wild card and a division realignment yeah which was needed and then the second wild card i was very much in favor of as well because if you have a team that's having a great year you know if you have a team like the pod you know not that the padres are that good this year but like a a team like when you the yankees and the red sox are so good growing up like Mm -hmm. the others always getting it like you know if they're both like 100 win teams and if you're you know another really good team you have to win your division or you're not in it yeah but having that second wild card, it makes it kind of—I don't want to say fairer, but more, more plausible that you have a you know it a decent. It doesn't go over the line. Like it doesn't make it yeah. too much. You know, it means twelve yeah, teams. Yeah. Twelve teams out of thirty. That's like a nice number. Yeah, I like that I number. Agree. I, I mean, agree. you have right now in the NBA. If you count those playing games, you have twenty teams. Make uh, twenty teams out of thirty making the making the. Yeah. Play-in. How, how, did, how did you guys feel about the plan? I'm all set on it. One year, I get it. I get why they did it this year, but I I don't. Let's go back to I. I would be in favor of going to six teams in each conference over going over continuing the play-in tournament. Yeah, I I I would be. I would. Yeah, I agree with that. Even though, yeah, we. I think we all like the eight, but if we had to choose between the two, no one ever wins from that. It's literally purely a money grab. Like, and I get anything, if anything, I would do one, like that, if anything, I would have like, if you still wanted to do it, the nine seed, like what they did, like the nine seed playing the eight seed and the nine seed has to win two games and the eight seed only has to win one. I'd be okay with that. Cause it's like quicker and like, you know, it could be done in one game. Like if you really wanted, yeah, that would be like the equivalent of baseball's one game wild card. Yeah. So, I mean, think about the only eight seed that ever did anything was the 
99 Knicks, and they only went to the finals as an eight seed because they were really a two or three seed. They just had major injuries. They're three starters out, including Patrick Ewing, for majority of the year. It was a strike-shortened season, 99, only played 50 games, and they crippled through the whole thing. So they were really, from a talent perspective, a two or three seed, and then they got everyone back for the playoffs, right before the playoffs. They won like six of seven games to sneak into the playoffs and then went to the finals because they were went fully healthy. They were a two, two or three seed, you know, talent-wise. But no other eight seed is doing it. Yeah, they're getting lucky every 15 years and winning a first-round series. Then they're getting trounced in the second round, you know? It's not – no one's ever really making a run at it in as a seven or an eight seed. Even think about Miami last year. They were – a pretty talented five seed, and even then, everyone was like, "Damn, they're really playing over expectations," you know. And they were a five seed. Yeah, they were. So, I mean, I I, I think six is really the perfect number for the NBA. Six, Twelve total, six in each in each conference. But they're never going to do that. I mean, they they go in the opposite direction. The first round used to be well, five it, games. It's just it's nicer. Eight. It's it works out better numbers wise. Yeah, because then you got to give buys and all that shit. Um, yeah, yeah. So I get it. I don't expect it to change, but like in a perfect world, I think those the like six teams are the is the ones who deserve to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now talking about the other playoffs, now we're we're kind of talking about basketball playoffs, but the finals. We got the Bucks kind of bouncing back. They blew out the Suns last night. Uh, was one twenty to a hundred? They won. Um, yeah, Suns did not look very good. Um, plus my plus nineteen and a half um, got fucked at the last second <laughs> by a three. I put I like fifty bucks that. on it. I put like fifty bucks on it. They're up like fifteen. I'm like okay, and then we have um, fucking Tory Craig throwing up like mid range jumpers, which he doesn't do. <laughs> and then last possession, last possession. I'm up. They're up. They're up seventeen right now. So a two, a layup, anything. I'm good. But like thirty seconds to go. Um, or, yeah, like 40 seconds to go. So this is their last possession. Because if they get it again, they'll dribble the clock out. And then a wide he passes it to a wide open. I don't know if it was Forbes or something. Wide open three. I knew as soon as he makes it. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to lose by half a point. Then I'm like, no, they're still, they still have the ball. They still have the ball. I'm like, okay, like they, like they still have one more chance being the Suns. And then, like, no one's playing defense at this point. I'm like, all right, I have a good chance because you can just go in and pad your stats, get a layup or a dunk. You know, at the end of games, I like they do that. No, Abdul Nader, this fuck, pulls up for, like, a three on the left wing and just is not even close. No one hits the offensive rebounds. No one cares. And then the ball gets dribbled out. I was furious. I was that's so mad. The, that's the unpredictability. It was a hundred. It was a hundred dollar swing. The worst I had, I, is when you get like you you get in that situation and the team down like twenty just dribbles it out. Like they don't even care to shoot, even yeah, though they're down yeah. twenty. And it's like perfectly acceptable for them to still shoot. You know. You yeah, that's the worst. When you're up twenty, but like, and you just dribble yeah. out the clock. But when well, they they, they couldn't down, they couldn't have. I think there was thirty or twenty eight seconds. They couldn't have dribbled out the clock. So. Yeah, they would have had to turn it over, but but yeah, I mean, it does happen. It does happen, and it's I know so beyond. I know, but I was like, all right, that was like when uh, in the in the tournament this year in one of the Iowa games where the team hit a half court shot at the end of the game to cover like minus twenty eight, and then you just see Luca Garza on the sidelines like they covered. <laughs> you yeah. just saw him melt. They covered. 
And I was like, oh man. This I was fuck like, had money on him. I was, it, was, it might even have been like 37. Like the, the it was something crazy. Some insane the line. number, yeah, yeah. And they ended up covering on like a half court shot at the end by half a point or a point. Yeah. I was like, you saw March, March Madness, baby. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not the March Madness we want. Um who do you guys you guys still uh I think me and Sully had the Suns, Dave. Did you have the Suns? I, I well he basically he had the Suns, but being that Giannis is healthy, he has the Bucks. Like, oh, yeah. that was it. Basically, right, right. right, right. We were yeah. not when we, didn't know the last when we recorded. We didn't think yeah. he was going to play. Like the first two we games, hadn't, suddenly yeah, he's fine. Yeah, when, when when we recorded like and made our picks, it was up in the like we had no idea what right. was going to be play every game or done for the year. Um, right. So it, it looked it looked like he was out for a couple, at least a couple. Yeah. I think we said let's assume he's out for one or maybe two. One or two, and then you said like Suns and seven, and yeah, then I if said, not, yeah. you said Bucks and six, seven. I think I, I said I think I said if he's out for more than one or two, Suns and six, and if he's not, if he plays, then Bucks and seven. Some, yes, I think that was it. Yeah. Okay. And now and now he's dropping forty and twelve every night. I just I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't understand how someone goes from being very much hurt and like doubtful to playing to the best player in the league by far. He's been insane. I mean, you. He's you playing. He's no playing LeBron longer, level. LeBron you level. You can no literally. longer say that Giannis like doesn't perform in the playoffs or like he can be shut down in in crunch time. You know what I mean? Like he's he's shaking no. that 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 mantra. That no, you know, and it looked like it was ingrained. It, it's so odd because like LeBron always had that stigma that LeBron can't do it. This, I mean, it's. Jordan had that too with the Pistons. I mean, people, Jordan didn't win until seventh year with the Pistons and the Celtics. Jordan, people said he wasn't, you know, people said Jordan didn't have it. You know what I mean? Like, it just gets yeah. overshadowed. I mean, obviously, LeBron against the Mavs, it was like, people wrote him off, like, his career, like, you know, this, you know, he'll never win one title, never win. Everyone it was likes really to, bad for LeBron after that Mavericks loss. It was. And now, and now you yeah. look at him and he's got, and now you look at him and he's got four titles and he'll probably finish with five or six. You know, it's, it's just, it changes, it can change so quickly. And I heard people saying Giannis isn't an alpha. He doesn't have what it's take. And I bet on the Suns pretty hard this year. And I'm just like, you have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, you clearly haven't watched basketball. Um, like, he clearly has he what it be takes. To Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just <laughs> like, to me, it's just like, and the kid admitted he's like, oh, I haven't watched much basketball. I'm like, well, clearly it shows. And and not that most people had that view, but like that he wasn't as good in the playoffs because you can game plan for him. Um, but. You know, it's clear. You know, I think yeah. there was an element of that earlier in his career, but uh, yeah, but and, and he developed he, and, he, and he changed. changed. You know, exactly. Yeah. That's that's definitely I think, changed. And the thing with like like game two, um, the Suns were in full control, and even though Giannis had that dominant game, it was all ISO ball. It was all ISO ball. Everyone was standing around like I'm watching this game as the Suns better, and I'm just completely confident because the whole the whole time the Suns it was just. Drew Holiday, Middleton, just watching, just not much movement, nothing. Giannis taking threes, Giannis driving, Giannis dunking, Giannis just eating them alive, and they never got really within five or seven. But the last game, because once Aiton got in foul trouble, he was taking it to the rim, and he was once he got doubled, he was passing it for wide-open dunks every time. He had six assists. I don't think he had many turnovers, maybe a couple. But he was... He was, uh, he, like, his assists, all of them were, like, wide-open dunks. Like, he was making the right decision every time, maybe one or two threes, but he was making the right decision every time. There was so much more back cuts. There was so much more movement on the whole Milwaukee offense. It wasn't ice ball. Like, 
it was actually team basketball. That's where, like, game two, I'm like, I bet the Suns game three because I'm like, they weren't playing good basketball at all. They weren't playing team ball at all. And, like, so if Giannis has 40, they're fine. But now it's actually somewhat of a series because, you know, the team is actually playing like a team. And they're, and they're, Giannis is being a facilitator now, and which is what he needs to do. He needs to play similar to LeBron in a sense because he needs to get his teammates involved because he can drop 50 and they can still lose by 10. Yeah, so it happened in game two. Yeah, he literally was 42 and whatever. Is it the finals? Are they? Are they? I always forget they change it every year for you know different sports. Is it two two one 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 one, one. two yeah. three two 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 one one one? That's baseball. The two three two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that I think two two one 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 is better. Um, yeah, you, I think it's. You I think steal it's way one. At, you steal one on the road, and you know you steal game two on the road, and then all of a sudden you get three. You close it out. It makes no sense. Out. It makes no sense. It's almost. It's almost better in a sense. Maybe not better in a sense, but it's it's almost less of an advantage to have home court if you're the road team in the two three two because you like you said you win the first one you can take care of business. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I without without going back and forth, a significant. Yeah, I would say it's a it's an advantage to overall, like comparatively to the other team. But I would say it's absolutely less of a disadvantage compared to two two one one one. Definitely, but um. But I, I, I bet, so some of my bets trying to find value on the series, because it was like minus 200 Suns. I took Suns win first game, Suns win the series. I'm highly confident in that. Um, and I picked Suns in five, and I picked Suns in six. I'm pretty confident one of those will happen as well, Suns in five or Suns in six, six, because if the Suns win game four, the series is over. If they go, yeah. if they go up 3-1, the series is over. You know, because then they're going home for five. Then you have Bridges is going to be shooting lights out. You have the the role players going to be shooting better. Um, that's where game four is like kind of the series. Like if if this is going to be a long series or not. Not saying the Bucks can't win it, but if this is at least going to be an elongated six game seven series, the Bucks have to win game four in my opinion, because the Suns are incredible at home and the Bucks are very good at home. I understand that, but um, it just goes back to do I trust Middleton and Drew Holiday to? have consistent games back-to-back, and I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's that's what it – because I think we've seen when they're the, – the Suns are very beatable when they do have – when Middleton and Holiday are there, you know? Um, if the three of them not, come out and play, you're not going to win. You're, if you're the Suns. If the three of those guys come out and drop 20, 20, and 40, you're not going to win. You're just not going to win. Yeah. Being and the Brooke Suns. Lopez has been a really solid rim protector this series, really throughout the whole playoffs. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and and the the Sarich injury has been it really showed its 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 rear head in in the last game because once Aiton was in foul trouble, uh, Crowder's really ha- had a tough time with him. Crowder had a tough time with him, and then you know you you, you have Frank Kaminsky. He's terrible. He, he he's a terrible defender. He's frail. Yeah, I mean, you can um, you can put Tucker on a guy like that. You know, Tucker's got no problem handling that type of player. What do you mean? He can't handle Aiton. What you, I'm what saying, you, like, in in the, Tucker, like PJ Tucker, can be a matchup for those guys. Gives the Bucks so much more flexibility. No, I'm with dealing I, with the, I know, with those. I'm guys talking about compared to Aiton. I'm talking. No, I'm talking about defending Giannis. Oh, I'm saying defending. Oh, okay, okay, I'm saying okay. defending Giannis um, because Aiton was in foul trouble. Who are you putting on him, Frank? Or are you putting on Crowder? Yeah, is Crowder at times plays good defense, and at times Crowder's a step slow. I mean, you got to change the bodies. 
Um, but, you know, Frank Kaminsky's the backup. Sarich at least could make threes, and he's a mobile big, and he's got size. Like, he's bigger than, than you know. It, it, it really, I think a lot of the series is going to come, in game four, is going to come down to Dayton staying out of foul trouble. Like, he's got to pick his spots. Um, because Sarich, another thing with Sarich is he ate up fouls. You know, he could eat up four or five fouls to you as well. You know, that's 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 another thing. Like, you, you can't have Frank Kaminsky playing more than ten minutes. You're going to lose. So... I think um, I think they just need to. I mean, Aiden's got to stay out of foul trouble. You got to crowd on him, Aiden on him. Even I'll, I'll be honest. If you're outside, if you're if you're outside, Cam Johnson's had a fantastic series, and he's he competes defensively. I know he's not the biggest, but if he's not down low, if if he can pick him up out on the perimeter, like Cam Johnson can hang with him, like like laterally. It's obviously he doesn't have the girth down low, but. Um, he's got he's, the length. He, I mean, he's a, he's a long guy. He does. He's got he's got the length. Pause. He just doesn't have the girth, and the, yeah, he doesn't have. Oh boy. Major oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have the size. He doesn't have the. I'm looking for other words. He doesn't have the strength he down low. The gumption. He doesn't yeah, have the there gumption. Are, there are a lot of good vocabulary words to get out of. Yeah. So, um, yeah. like I've seen him. Kinda, I've seen him kind of painted us into a corner there, Sully, <laughs> when you brought out girth. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Olsen is just sending them right now. I might just throw a hundred on on Olsen at plus six hundred. This guy is a monster. We digress, or I di- I digress. But um, Cam Johnson, I've, I've, I, he's got quick hands. He's had some jump ball, like he's got some jump ball size. So like, because you don't have many guys that can, even Bridges. Honestly, if you can put Bridges on him outside a little bit, you know, on, on the perimeter, obviously down low. I think they need to be looking for charges as well and getting those cheap fouls, getting Giannis in foul trouble as well. You know, because that's, you know, if you can get him in foul trouble a little bit, that 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 obviously would would be yeah, good you, defense. You really yeah. force Middleton and and Holiday to become part of the to yeah. run the offense, not become a part yeah. of it, but really dominate the offense. I mean, it was um, it was yeah, so, I mean, it, it was it was so bad. Yeah. It was so bad with Frank and them that I almost wanted them to put in the kid from Maryland who doesn't play at all. Um, Jalen Smith, I think his name. No, Smith. Oh, Jalen. Okay. Yeah, I, he's got because he's got size. He's the guy that had the goggles. Remember in college, he had the goggles. Oh, yeah. Not the West Virginia. Not the West Virginia kid. The, the Maryland kid. Because he's got size. I'm almost just like put him in just to get some size. Need fouls up. Like you need someone that can. Because if you can't stop Giannis, Giannis is toying with them. He and, and when he makes thirteen to seventeen, oh, you're not winning that game when he's making thirteen to seventeen. Nah, you're no, you're just not winning that game. And on top of those other two going off, so. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it's on Drew Holiday's ability to penetrate, too, because then you're forcing Aiton. That, that gets, that's what gets Aiton in potential foul trouble, because then you're forcing Aiton to, one, either stop Holiday, or two, you know, block a, get, you're getting Giannis an open dunk or committing a foul on Giannis, you know? And Giannis yeah. might not be shooting well from the line, but it, it, we, it doesn't matter if he's getting Aiton... Listen, I think if you're talking about the first half, the Bucks would trade two missed free throws for a foul on Aiden. You know, yeah. Even, even if yeah. he misses them both. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I think we summed up the keys to this. It's, it's penetration with length and girth, and yeah. <laughs> that's all there is to it. Um, something else in basketball that looks like Colin Sexton is going to be on the move out of Cleveland. The Heat potential suitors. The Blazers in conversations there. It looks like. What do you guys think? Where is he gonna? Where is yeah, he gonna end the, up? The four teams that have been named are the the Blazers, the Heat, the Pacers, and the Knicks. Those are the four teams the Athletic reported, I believe. 
which was I'm willing. the original reporters. I, I like oh, the Heat to get him. I like the Heat to get him. Reporter. Yeah, um, I think the Heat would be a good fit for him. It yeah, seems like we don't we don't want hero like hero and the and the Heat are having a disconnect. Like you know, I know with that sexy girlfriend of his or ex, they're always on and off. He's like a celebrity. He's got his own cereal and shit. I, as I'm looking at my Tyler Hero jersey, I hope he's not hearing this, but like. He just, he didn't have the same mentality this year, even though his points per game was higher, even though, like, statistically, he did improve in some areas, but, you know, he obviously is playing more minutes, but he just wasn't the same player. Um, he, yeah, he, he just didn't, he wasn't, like, waking up with Jimmy at 3 a.m., like, grinding. So, like, if you can give me, I don't know, hero, none, and a pick or something like that, and another minor, another, or a guy with a contract for, uh, for Sexton, I, I am all good with Sexton because Sexton can drive and break down defense. He's gotten much better defensively. He's 20, 22 years old. He's really he's shooting forty six or forty forty six point six percent from the field. He's highly efficient. Thirty eight percent from three from so he's he's kind of really doing a little bit of everything. And so I, I think he would be a really nice fit. I think him and Jimmy. I think Colin Sexton when he's banging the floor, he's got he he wants to win. He kind of needs to learn. He needs to learn from someone like Jimmy. Um, he's not really I, like a point guard, though, right? He's like really a shooting guard that like plays point guard sometimes. You know he, what I mean? He's like, like he's, a, he's really like a combo a, guard. He's like a combo guard, yeah. But he can break down the defense. He can he can break down the defense better than none or hero can. So it's like you know because oh, yeah, to afford him, you have to you have to decline Drogic's team option, or you have to trade Drogic. The, yeah. the reason that it's the re, listen, I think the reason. Cleveland is looking to trade him in the first place is because they really want a franchise point guard and they see Cade Cunningham as that. So what they're I think the move they're well they can't interest get in make I think the interest in them making this trade is to turn Sexton into something that they can turn to flip for the number one pick. Because they obviously you can't they obviously have already called Detroit and said, How close are we with the number six pick or what are they at five or six, whatever. Number are they at three? Pick, they're at three. Are they? Are they that close? I didn't even. I believe they're at three, so that means they can get. They can. Uh, that's where. So they Whatever can get Suggs. So they can get Suggs because Suggs isn't going to. But they clearly want Houston. Cunningham. Is what I'm saying. They want the number one pick. So what I'm saying is they and they've already called Detroit, and Detroit has said no on Sexton. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Detroit's already said we don't. We'd rather have Cunningham and not the additional assets than than whatever we get at three and the additional assets. So but I'm saying even if they don't get him to sweeten that pot. Even if they don't get him, they get they get a franchise point guard and Suggs at three. You know what I'm saying? I'm I saying know, either way they're what, getting the Clearly fr- they don't clearly they don't see Suggs in the same league. You know what I mean? Like they don't if, yeah, they, I if mean, they're willing to move up from three to one and like you know, trade a guy like Colin Sexton plus the third pick, they clearly see a major difference between Suggs and Cunningham. Yeah, I guess I, they, I love yeah. Jalen Suggs, but I, I, they clearly don't love him nearly as much as Cade Cunningham. So yeah. I think this whole uh, thing is going to be driven mainly by draft picks and, and young talent. They're not going to want to take on a big contract because Sexton, you don't have to trade a lot. He only makes what, you know, he's, he's the eighth or ninth pick. He only makes probably what, six, seven million a year now at most, five and a half, six million, something like that. Something like that, yeah. 
And they're, I guess they're close. They're not close to winning right now, so they want to get younger and stay on those young on those deals. Exactly. And Colin Sexton is going to need a max contract or close to it in this summer. So you got one more year on his rookie deal, and then he, that max deal kicks in. Um, but yeah, so I think they they want to get they would they'd like to get a nice probably a, a role young player with some some potential for improvement and a, a first round pick that they can then flip in right yeah. away for for to try and move up to number one yeah no i get it i don't i don't feel maybe the detroit same way they do maybe detroit is like hey we're, we're riding with killian hayes and we'll we'll you know take the extra player the extra pick and we'll take uh you know jalen green at three and be happy with a, a star shooting guard you know I doubt they do that, and, and, and I, I, I think they, they're all in on him, and, and sounds like they are. And I know I, I would – it's tough if you are the, the Cavs because the Cavs can always – they have a really good point guard in Garland. They have a really good shooting guard in Sexton. They could, they could go for uh, – you know, if there's a big there like uh, Mo, Mo, I mean, Evan Mobley. Evan is going to be there for the taking, but then they have Jared Allen that they're – Or Mobley high, could go at two. Mobley could go at two. Um, so – what was they saying? Uh, the, I've, there's a lot of like reports saying now that Mobley's like uh, Jalen Green's moved up to the number two spot ahead of Mobley. Oh yeah. Um, Which I guess if you're the Rockets, like you, you have Christian Wood. You know, you really don't. You just lost James Harden. You need like a potential. Green's star a small forward, wing. right? Yeah, he's a wing. Yeah, yeah. Because they have they have guard, ca- shooting guard. He's like six yeah. six five, athletic freak. Because they have um they have Porter Jr. Who's like extremely talented yeah i love the yeah. quarter coming out of the draft yeah um yeah you know, so he, he so then you'd have a point guard a wing and then you'd have the you, you already have your big and christian wood exactly exactly so, so it would, it makes ma- sense, it would make sense it does because you know you don't really need two dominant bigs with in mobley and um wood you know, it's not really like we saw with the lakers that didn't really work but i love mobley and i think he he's not a drumming but he he can shoot and stuff he's so dominant um it's nice yeah. to see a big that's dominant like him um, as it is with Aiton and Aiton doing so well in these playoffs, because you don't see it too often, like a big that's not shooting threes and sitting out there, like a big that's doing the work and getting double doubles and block shots, and you know, like Aiton's yeah. been fantastic. Aiton's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah, but he's is more he, of an athletic. You know, I mean, I guess Mobley's they, they profile is doing a lot of the same things well. Yeah, I mean, they both can move. They both can move, but they're more like you know, they're they're not. They're not as much primarily shoot. They're more doing their work in the paint and yes, you know, yes. and rebounding and you know, being Absolutely. a presence. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, and then you know, the last thing we get into, uh, the notorious Conor McGregor snapped his fucking leg in half this weekend, um, lost by you know, obviously a doctor stoppage at that point, but still a TKO win for Poirier. Um, I mean, yeah, I didn't get that. Why was he like calling for that? Does that mean anything? Um, it's just that way. It's just not listed as like a TKO. It's a TKO like doctor stoppage. So which was like, which was correct. Which was yeah, correct. It, it was, was correct. Yeah, he yeah made it's it a, to the round. He made it to the end of the round. Right. It's one early, thing. Early. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. I. I don't know. I mean, he wouldn't have gone down again if he didn't snap his leg. So they would have ended the round standing on the feet. So, yeah. I mean, it would have been very interesting if that fight got to the second round. Um, I know. Because yeah, Connor is very like good at adjustments. Over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, he just, just like, like fell back. And we yeah. were like, wait, I was like, wait, yeah. what, what is he, he doing? But he, he, he took even when he went down, though, 
Even when he went down, though, they didn't stop. He didn't stop the fight until no, the bell was over. No, exactly. He got yeah, to the end of the where, Connor covered up, and he got to the end of the round. It was, if, then, it was t- if it was five seconds more, they would have called it, though. Yeah, oh, it was. Yeah. Like, it was right there because he was almost defenseless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I knew something was wrong when he just went down and put his hands no up and didn't that. move. I don't think anyone saw it? I didn't see it. No one no, saw it. it. And then after he was like, "My leg's broken," and they were like, "Oh shit, your leg's broken." It was. And, it was. It was really uh, Tom. Why'd you tell me to bet on him? Uh, honestly, it hammered the under though, so it made well, up for it. He, he, I, I still think if that wouldn't have happened, yeah, uh, he had a good chance of winning. I mean, he he got a good part of that exchange on the ground. I mean, he definitely took some shots when he, he was on he the ground. He gave some bows. He gave some bows. He caught Poirier with an up kick, which Poirier was like, oh, he grabbed the inside of my glove, and it's like, okay, Poirier, like you dug your toes into the fence to get out of that guillotine. So, like, you yeah. both you both kind of cheated there, so I don't really Cheating, I mean, it happens in the sport. I yeah. mean, it's like it's like any sport. It's like you you do these small advantages to get, you know. Right, and it's like, it, okay, it's at one point. It's also human instinct at that yeah. point, because this is like, this yeah. isn't like, you're not, you're almost like not even mindful of it, probably. You're no, just, this is you're like, literally this is like, like fight or mode. flight. Yeah, this is like, yeah. you're kill or be killed. Like, you, I mean, it was, it was a good fight while it lasted, though. I mean, they were fucking. It was a, it was a. It was a great fight. That's why I feel like the average fan over, over, uh, I don't know the word for it, like over-exaggerated, it's not a very hard word, over-exaggerated how dominant Dustin was. Yeah, and I was like, because Connor was lighting him up with those leg kicks. I know, that's was, where I was like, he he did what Dustin did the first time. Right. He was giving him brutal leg kicks. Like, they were like, like you could tell, even, I think he even mentioned it, he was like, yeah, he, he got me a few times. Like, yeah. and Dustin has very small legs. He I don't know if you, right. like, he, He's got and very he, small legs. I mean, and then and those bows and and he, and yeah. he on the on the he. I thought it was like, look, Dustin won the round. He won the round. Yeah. Oh, for but sure. Like, but like, so I don't. So does would would Connor get any points or anything at all for that? I mean, it wasn't so so close with the guillotine. But does that? How does it that was, get factored yeah, in? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. It's like so they rated off of like overall striking, like like aggression. They call it so like moving forward. Yeah. Um, uh, there's like five different things. It's like yeah. um, control things like that. So like Connor yeah. pulling that guillotine, like definitely like you weigh that kind of in Connor's favor. Um, Poirier, you know, then is on top and he's landing shots. Connor's landing. It would it would have been a ten nine round for Poirier for sure. Yes, and people then, are like people are like ten eight for. I heard oh, people saying that. I'm like that's so. Stupid. I'm like P- fucking casual. I'm like people are so I'm like, stupid. I'm like I and I know I defer to you with a lot of the UFC stuff and stuff, but like. You know, there's no way that was a ten eight. Like no, a ten eight, a ten eight is, is like a is like takedown. Down. Yeah, takedown right. two three times, like, letting you get up, beating you down. Like like, like if that O'Malley fight, if that O'Malley down twice to get a 10-8. yeah yeah. Most of the time in the UFC too, like there needs to be multiple. Not like if that fight, if um the O'Malley fight would have went to the scorecards, it probably would have been thirty twenty four. Like it probably yes. would have been yes. ten eight ten eight ten eight. Like that. We was, took the under on that. We took the under yeah, on that, and we oh. weren't even. We weren't even mad almost because it was so impressive. I mean, that kid. So that kid's from the town over from me. He he lives in Milford, Mass, which is the next town over from me. He was he, talking shit while getting hit. Dude, he's a tough motherfucker. He is gonna. He's gonna. He made a name for himself. That's for sure. Because O'Malley's no like O'Malley's like one of the best. So he's a he's a big name by you. O'Malley. I honestly had never heard of him before. And then when he got, I was going to say, I looked into him, and if I you mean, knew, why didn't you tell us to take the? Why did you tell no, us to take? The, no, no, I hadn't heard of him. I knew he's like an up and comer. He was yeah. doing pretty well on like the local circuits, but he, um, I hadn't heard of him before. And O'Malley's uh, so dominant. 
Yeah, O'Malley, and I mean, he's such a showman, and he's out there. He's like, he's dribbling while he's in between. <laughs> like, he's yeah. out there playing playing air basketball when he's out there. That was I mean, a great was, first fight because of just yeah. like, but it was like the shot. Like, it was, I mean, it's awesome to see people connecting shots. And even though it was one sided, just the toughness. Yeah. He, he was he was lighting him up. He was and he, he was, was taking shots that like very very notoriously tough guys have folded under. Yes, like, I mean there was that there was that uppercut. There was that uppercut that I was like, oh my god. Oh yeah, there was he, an uppercut in the third the, round that I thought. His thing that he had going for him was that O'Malley couldn't like dig into any shots because all Matino just kept coming forward. Like he just kept pressing forward, so like, O'Malley couldn't set anything up. He was just like he was ducking and moving and constantly having to change where he was. So he never had a chance to really. He like, did. He set was very up. aggressive. He was he very was, like, aggressive. He, he was basically counter punching the entire time. O'Malley. It yeah. Was like he didn't have any. He just wasn't. He, have, he just wasn't connecting. Right. It was. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah, that kid. I mean, he did land like two hundred forty something shots or something. O'Malley. Like yeah. Like, yeah, I, at crazy. one point it was at one point it was one forty five to fifteen or twenty. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, he, it, it might have been one. It might have been one. But this was no, I think it was it, over two hundred. No, this was, yeah, this was in the second round. This this yeah. this, this, this so it, you're probably right. It was probably at least around two hundred or so. And I mean, he was landing. More. He broke the record. He he broke the record. I know that for um, most strikes landed in a three three round in fight. a three round fight. That makes sense. And and he. Um, he he was hitting at like eighty percent, like eighty percent of his strikes were landing. Um, also, Greg Hardy, oh yeah, two hundred thirty. He landed two hundred thirty out of three hundred eighteen uh, significant Jesus strikes. Jesus fucking Christ! In in fifteen minutes. Who the hell? Yeah. I can't even throw. I can't even, like two hundred eighty steps is yeah. Tough. <laughs> and what? then Greg Hardy getting knocked out always uh, always. Oh, uh, the under the good, good call yeah. by Tommy on the under I knew there. That, that one was, wasn't lasting long. Yeah, Those Greg guys Hardy just throw bombs. That, that yeah. was sick. That was sick. That was a. That's where this was like an exciting. Other than the Thompson fight. Yeah, the yeah. Thompson fight. Well, Burns just did what he needed to do to win. That was like kind of my worry with that one is Burns is just going to try and get it to the ground and like clinch and hold him and get the win, grind it out. Yeah, I didn't. Way. I didn't know Thompson. I didn't know. I didn't. I don't know either of the fighters that well. Um, I just I know their names, but like Thompson is like ranked. I, I saw Burns is ranked higher than him. And yeah, and Burns I, Burns fought for the title in February against Usman, and then Thompson. Oh fought. yes, yes, Thompson's. Okay. Thompson fought for the title twice, um, like four years ago, five years ago. He fought against Tyron Woodley twice. They they had a draw the first time, and then so uh, is he over the Woodley hill? Won a decision. No, I mean he's still good. Thompson's still one of the best in that division for sure. He just, he just looked. He looked. Yeah. he looked overmatched. He looked overmatched. He's not a like, wrestler. He's he's he's, like he's a, a kickboxer and karate guy. guy. Yeah, 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 karate kickboxer. He's like a technician. He's, yeah, right. Yeah, like he's, he's like he's a specialist for sure. I mean he's the best. Like, yeah. Best best guy at that for sure. And he's sure. quick, yeah. and he looked like very. He was quick. He just he he was terrible though. He didn't he didn't. Yeah, he couldn't get anything going, unfortunately. But yeah, no McGregor. I don't know what happens with Connor from here. Uh, part of me thinks we'll never see him again. Part of me thinks a year from now we'll be watching Dustin Poirier, Connor McGregor four. Because uh, <laughs> this really would, wasn't. This really this wasn't. Point, I think he's going to do another one of with Poirier. Yeah. Well, Dana I, White called it. Dana White said the fourth one's happening. Yeah, yeah, well, poor, not if Poirier wins the championship, though, because then Connor's going to need to win like, the thing. three fights to get back That's, to that. Like, maybe even one or two because he's Connor. Yeah, he's Connor, yeah. And the thing but, is, though, like people are like, oh, Connor's washed, Connor's washed. 
I'm like, yeah, but you're all going to be buying the pay-per-view next time he fights. You're all going to be tuning in. Yeah. Like, it's not exactly. like he's never a guy that's going to be watched. He's going to be a guy that does the highest pay-per-views. Yeah. He has so- literally all of the highest pay-per-views in MMA are him. Like, there's one other yeah. there's one other fight that broke He's the million. best salesman in MMA yeah. history. Not even close. There's not one even- other fight that broke a million or two other fights that broke a million. One was with Brock Lesnar. And one was with Masvidal and Usman, and every other one that's broken a million is McGregor. It's it's crazy, and it's funny because like I think that I see a lot of similarities in character traits with him and Jake Paul. It's like they're like <laughs> very similar. Like they're both like they're both pricks. They're both like usually win and like talk shit, and they're both like just so arrogant and like yeah. tro- king of trolling people. They never and let it, it go too. Like they could e- even in a loss, they they stay, yeah. stay in character. Yeah. I, I, I gotta say it was not a good look for Connor after that no, fight. The way he was one. acting, it was it was That's, tough to watch. I mean, he's definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll I'll chalk. Normally, he's very like humble in defeat. That he was, was and uh, he always was. That's where he like always was. And then I think he was I with, really think the I think the ankle like breaking your leg like something like that. Like obviously emotions are really high. Like you you really, but also. Like, he was so much more vicious when you were telling me about, like, the way he was going at him. Yeah. Like, like the shit-talking, he was a lot more, like, I don't want to say cynical, but he was a lot more, like, more of his old self in, like, you know. it's So it's always, like, I feel what I have with Connor, from my perspective at least, like, Connor was cutthroat. And then, like, after he was notorious, like, he got, he got like, become famous and had all the championships his later years, he's got kids. He's almost more of like a family man. He's like a little bit of a nice guy lately. Like, yeah, and like, then and, fight, and then this fight, he's like the... complete douchebag. But yeah. he lost. He lost yeah. this time. So that's where it's not okay because like no one. I'm. That's where I was saying in the chat. I'm like, you guys loved him because he was winning always, but now he lost and now he looks like a douchebag, which is true. But like, right. He was always like this. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's tough to see. I mean, I feel I do feel bad for him. That's shitty. Anyone who has an injury like that, and it's kind of oh, like, it is. Yeah, this is a loss. Obviously, a, like a win's a win. Poirier won this fight, but like at the end, it's also kind of like an asterisk with it. It's not. Like, the, it's not the same as knocking him it's out. Not it's not a decisive win. It's not a decisive. But it's win. also, it's also it not. It's also not Weidman first kick breaking no, their leg. No, yeah, no, they had a round. They had yeah. a round. It was a close round, you know. It's which kind of makes yeah. it unfortunate. If it happened it just, in like the fourth round and then Poirier's yeah. like three zero, you're okay, whatever. But like it's over. It's, it's over because yeah. Connor can't win after the third round. Really, and I mean, than- there's there's still I, I I I part of me, like I said, thinks he might be done and just not come back. Because why would he? And then part of me thinks that he will come back. And I mean, there's still fights for him to have. He can fight Nate Diaz again. Fucking two million people will buy that. He, he, he could fight Poirier again. He could fight Javier dos Anjos. Like, there's so many people he could go out there and fight now. Masvidal. Like, there's there's tons of people they would like to see him fight. He can go fight Jake Paul. Yeah, he can go fight Jake Paul and make you know. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is with Connor, like the money in that doesn't matter because Connor makes twenty five million every time he fights in the UFC. Like his base pay is five, and then he gets a cut of the pay per view. He ends up making twenty million from that. It's like. It's crazy, but yeah, I think that is, uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, home run derby's coming up. So let's go watch that. True. Um, that was it for this week. Like we said, uh, in the meantime, go follow us on the socials at bleacher fan at bleacher banter. Uh, check out the store at bleacherfan.com and go and rate and subscribe to the podcast. And we'll be back next week.